What are the top priorities for media industry leaders going into 2023? The best way to find out was by attending the packed out DPP Leaders Briefing 2022. But what takes place off the stage can be just as important as we debrief the event with the media industry movers and shakers in this, the Leaders Digest. Hello and welcome to another edition of the DPP podcast. I'm Edward Qualtro, the Editorial Director at the DPP, and I'm pleased to introduce to you a series of vignettes collected at the DPP Leaders Briefing, recorded in November 2022. The Leaders Briefing is the DPP's flagship gathering in London. It features expert speakers from 30 media companies, all sharing their top three priorities for the year ahead. If you have not done so already, then I thoroughly recommend that you download DPP CEO Mark Harrison's Leaders Briefing 2022 report, available to members on our website. Mark's report expertly stitches together all the themes and threads into a qualitative and quantitative masterpiece, a must-read for DPP members about what's really driving transformation in media companies and the technology supply chain. But as teased, here are those complimentary conversations. These were recorded in the speaker's room, which was enabled by sponsors Databricks, and during the after-party and drinks receptions. So we are grateful to all of those who contributed while such a bustling event was taking place. Without further ado from me, here are those discussions with TikTok Head of Live Broadcast and Production Operations for Europe, Chris Critchlow. Channel 4 Chief Engineer Andy Bell and Head of Marketing and Viewer Experience for Technology, Alpa Juneman. Reuters Head of News Platform Capability Management, Julia Hatfield. ZDF Head of Digital Strategy, Robert Amlung. Google Cloud Director for Telco, Media and Entertainment for UK and Ireland, Juliet Bramwell. Signiant Chief Growth Officer, Rick Capstraw. Banerjee UK Director of Production, Sandra Smith and the DPP's very own Business Development Manager, Abdul Hakim. So I'm Chris Critchlow, Head of Live Broadcast and Production Operations for Europe at TikTok. We are in London at the DPP Leadership Summit. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure to be in today. Uh, And we have been gathered to, you know, share insights, talk about challenges, strategic objectives, and all the fun things on the horizon. I've had the pleasure of talking about it, uh, not not only through TikTok's strategic lens, but also looking at it as it pertains to my specific team uh, department and our, our broader objectives. Thank you very much. So Mark Harrison gives everyone the same brief. You have 15 minutes to give your top three priorities. Now, at the end, you managed to summarise yours very well in about, I'm going to say, 60 seconds. So uh, let's see if you can recreate some of that. Sure. So uh, I talked about three areas, developing broadcaster relationships and strengthening the way that publishers, media partners and broadcasters alike engage with us on platform. We're here to help, we're here to collaborate, and now more than ever, I think it's important with an ever-changing landscape to do that and connect. The second part was around trust and safety. Trust is multifaceted, and it's something that we need to explore in a really holistic manner. So we touched on you know, trust as it pertains to rights owners, trust as it pertains to the management uh, and handling of content, trust as it pertains to uh, content moderation on platform and you know with the launch of our transparency centers in uh, Los Angeles and Dublin media partners publishers policymakers for all of the relevant organizations here today can apply to attend and, and get a sense of what's going on the third part was uh, democratization of content so uh, 
making content accessible to everybody. Uh, the primary mission of TikTok is to inspire creativity and uh, create joy. And as we uh, proceed to do that, democratizing content and making content creation more accessible to parties around the world is important now more than ever. And we want to continue having conversations with, uh, you know, network infrastructure specialists and content partners and broadcasters to, you know, really enable that. Thank you very much. And thank you for summarizing it so well. And the last question, um, are there any themes that emerged or speakers that sort of resonated with things that you think are important to, you know, you as an individual and like the your organization is trying to do too? Andy Beale's talk, uh, chief engineer from BT Sport, uh, gave an amazing talk today. Um, the highlight for me and the standout theme and topic was around the shortage uh, of talent. Uh, in uh, you know the, the skill shortage and uh, div the lack of diversity as we look to do that, you know organizations like BT Sport and TikTok and every other broadcaster and pub uh, media publisher in here today, we're all facing the same thing. There are shortages of engineers, producers, and a whole host uh, a whole host of production talent. We have a real duty to start at the ground up, and you know, a inspire and let people know that these jobs exist, uh, and b to also not fall into the same pattern of 1960 where the entire industry was white and male. We have a lot of great women, uh, you know, who are t pursuing careers in STEM. And I, I think that we have a duty as an industry to really educate around the possibilities of working like in uh, media broadcasts and, you know, peripheral industries. Thank you very much, Chris. I know it was really great having TikTok here. I know the audience would have appreciated hearing like uh, what they see as a disruptor coming to speak to them, and I hope you found it useful as well. So absolute privilege. Thank you very much. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining the DPP podcast, The Hardest Questions First. Who are you? Where are we? Why are we here? I'm Julia Hatfield. Um, we are at the DPP Leaders Conference and we're here to discuss where we're going in 2023. And beyond. So you had responsibilities on stage on day one, which was yesterday. Uh, Mark gives a brief of everyone. They have 15 minutes. They have to talk about their top three priorities. Can you give us the quicker overview of what were the, some of the th things that you discussed? I talked about metadata, I talked about um, uh, automation, and I also talked about people, um, all of which are our kind of three key things for, for next year, all wrapped in a kind of a trust wrapper, because that's who we are at Reuters. Thank you. And you've also been in and out of the sessions listening to others. So could you give us a bit of a digest of some of the things that have particularly resonated with you, maybe some of the... Uh, conversations you've had with other delegates who are here whether they're sort of you know uh, customers and news or content providers uh, like yourself or, or even from the vendor community as well and sort of what they're what they're doing um yeah i think there are a few things that particularly stood out for me um one there, there are a couple of common themes i think where people are saying let's get out of the hardware business let's simplify everything let's move to the cloud um but let's really do it properly let's rip out all the complexity that's in the middle which is obviously a lot of people's business out there at the moment because it's a distraction and let's start connecting our content creators directly with our end users um, so that was a really big theme for me it really spoke to me um, and i think as part of that um, obviously there's a big kind of trust thing and the whole supply chain issue that's going on we can't fix things unless you help us right we we, we need to to work together so that was a really big common theme as well i've 
personally been speaking to content suppliers uh, like myself, um, but also primarily vendors um, who were saying, hey, we can help you with this, with this stuff. Um, and in the main, um, I think some of their, some of their um, softwares are probably um, not quite what we need in the global business. They don't necessarily understand our problem set. And I think that's part of the trust conversation. So we need to reveal more and they, they, they need to, to step forward. That's an interesting theme. It seems like uh, yourselves and our vendors, partners need to, uh, I'm going to shamelessly plug a piece of work I've done, the How to Buy Better work, which talks about a lot of those issues as well. So uh, last question, which I haven't asked some of the other contributors actually, which I always like to ask people who are sort of in the uh, senior technology roles, is are there any um, emerging technology innovations that you're particularly excited about? And that can be for the impact it could have uh, for Thomson Reuters, but may even from a personal perspective as well, if you're interested in gadgets or anything like that and those technologies. Wow, now there's a question. Gadgets. Um, I am a gadget girl, actually, and so I'm going to shamelessly plug this ring that I've got, which is a piece of wearable technology that all my colleagues know because I go on about it because it tracks my sleep and my heart rhythm and things like that, and I absolutely love it because it helps me manage my health better. Fantastic. And doesn't, doesn't plug for doesn't plug for the vendors out here, but it's a it's a piece of tech that's close to my heart. And what Julia did was a bit too visual for audio, but she took the ring off and she held it up and showed it. So uh, thank you very much for that. I quite do, I was a non-trackable person, but I started doing it. So my watch can only sort of tell me my heart rate, and I think it's wrong. But uh, <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy the rest of the uh, the rest of the event. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the DPP podcast. Thank you very much for joining. Very difficult questions you're going to have to answer. Who are you? Where are we? Why are we here? Hi, my name's Alpa Juneman. Where are we? We're at the DPP wonderful industry event. We are here to learn what is happening in the industry with our amazing peers. Thank you very much. And you're with someone else too, so. Hi, it's Andy Bell. Uh, we're at the DPP leaders briefing. It's been absolutely amazing. Why am I here? Well, I've been trapped in the office, as you may have heard in the, in the wider event this week, for, due to some incidents. So I'm here to get out, network, and learn what everybody's priorities are. Thank you very much. And also, thanks for getting the complete branding correct, DPP Leaders Briefing. That's right. Um, so Mark Harrison, the DPP CEO, gives everyone quite a strict brief. They get 15 minutes uh, to talk about their top three priorities. He is also quite ruthless with uh, getting people off if they go over. So um, my equivalent of that for the DPP podcast is could you summarise in uh, you know, I don't know, a minute or 90 seconds, what were some of the, what were the three things that you spoke about on stage? I, I, obviously supply chain was a big theme. Sustainability was a very, very big theme. And I just think that everybody's still experiencing the same challenges. No matter whether it's vendors, vendor relationships, no matter whether it's bringing talent into the industry, all of those key topics are challenges for everybody here. Thank you. And there was a cultural part of it, of what's it, what it's like for teams and organisations. So what was that last part as well that you would discuss? For me, it's all about embracing the uncomfortable. We're going through so much change at the moment, as are all companies. Um, a big part of that change is your culture and your, and your people. But I think one of the really big taglines is get ready, brace the uncomfortable um, and choose less to focus on. Indeed, and that was a theme last year as well, which was that 
alongside this technology transformation, there's this sort of corresponding thing that needs to happen in how we sort of manage teams and, and change management too. Um, so there's been many other speakers from many different organisations. Are there any uh, speakers that have particularly resonated or any themes that you think have emerged that uh, you think are very, very relevant to what you're experiencing at, at Channel 4? I would say listening to A&E Networks this morning and talking about people, talking about time in the office, talking about balancing that hybrid working life and, and ensuring that you, you can attract talent, bring talent into your organisation. That's something that resonates heavily with me and, I, and clearly with a lot of organisations here. Talking through the week, it's a big problem for everybody. And Alba, anything to contribute about any speakers or sort of comments that have resonated with you? I think there were two speakers that had um, things that brought home to me. Uh, I think one of them was Lindsay, where she said, it doesn't have to be big. There are simple things that you can do out there to achieve your goals. The second one was um, Sinead from the BBC and the unicorns comment, because I come from that background. And it is true, there are a lot of people in a lot of roles and they are in the middle. They have to bring this whole community together in a positive way, in a contentious way, um, and they need to be celebrated. And it, again, it's about skills, um, a different type of skill of leadership. Thank you very much. And I'm going to give a closing question. It's going to go to Andy. The segue I'm going to use is you mentioned Lindsay Engleth, who has been on the expert panel to a recent piece of DPP work, which is called How to Buy Better. And it's a really esteemed expert panel because another person on that is Andy Bell. So, Andy, uh, I'm not expecting you to have read the report because it only got published yesterday morning and you've been at a conference. Uh, but are there any themes that have taken place in the discussions like you've had with your peers um, that you would like to share or you think is important and how sort of customers and vendors can improve their engagements? I think there's a couple of important themes there. I think it's been an excellent exercise. I'm really looking forward to reading the report. I think the first thing I would call out is the market exercise and the RFP, the pointless RFP. And it's amazing how many people, clients and suppliers, agree the RFP process doesn't work. We need something new. So I think really that's what needs to kick on from, from the outcome of that survey. And I would say actually the spend profile is really interesting and, and looking at the results and talking to people this week about the differences between suppliers and clients and their understanding of how spend is going to happen and how much spend is going to happen over the next year. Indeed, so that's my plug for my work. So thank you very much for joining. Uh, there is a jazz band playing in the back at the end of the DPP Leaders Briefing. So we hope we can welcome you at uh, future events too. Guten Abend. Hello, Robert. Thank you very much for joining the DPP podcast. First of all, could you just introduce who you are, where we are, and maybe also why we are here? Hi, I'm Robert Amlung from ZDF German Television. I'm head of digital strategy, and we are in London at the DPP's leaders briefing. Indeed we are. So Mark Harrison gave everybody a very strict brief. You have 15 minutes to talk about your top three priorities. It is the same format every year. Could you maybe distill what you spoke about in the uh, shorter version, please? <laughs> well, there are many things uh, that you can talk about, and uh, I chose to do it on a very practically based thing, not uh, inventing something new, but really focusing on the need to bring together the production and the business workflows to generate better metadata, to think about the cloud in a way um, who will be able to be operating it, the skill set that you need for operating cloud services, 
and where to find these people in our organizations. Spoiler, we don't have them really. And um, the third point is about failover strategies in hybrid environments when you have uh, the need to do something uh, on-premise, like in a studio, a live element, news show or something, but you want to use lots of technical services that are in the cloud. Um, you need to think about a concept, what you do if the cloud for some reasons has a glitch or a performance problem or something like that. And this should not be seen in your live production. And I feel at the moment discussing this with many people in the market um, that we are not ready there to have the concepts ready for that. Thank you very much. And were there any other themes that emerged that particularly resonated with you or speakers or things that you'll take away when you head back to Mainz um, uh, and, and think it's important that it was discussed here? Well, one thing that resonates with me is the need for innovation in dire times. And many speakers uh, refer to the problems we have all have uh, with the, um, the economic situation after with the war in the Ukraine and the following things. And um, it, it is hard in these times when you have to save money and you have to find resources um, to do that in a way that you keep innovating and not only try to find these resources to make savings. Hi, I'm Juliette Bramwell. I head up our telco media and entertainment business in the UK for Google Cloud. Um, we've had two days, fantastic days at DPP, and we also had an executive summit at Google that we hosted um, on Tuesday. So yeah, it's been fantastic. So you've had some speaking responsibilities. You had some on the executive summit day. You had some yesterday too. Could you give the uh, brief elevator overview pitch of uh, some of the things you discussed when you were speaking? Yeah, one of the things I'm really passionate about is the future of work and this seismic shift that we're all going through. And it actually became a theme throughout the the full two and a half days um, because nobody's figured it out yet and I wanted to share some of the things that Google's doing you know we're taking flexibility very um, seriously um, but also how you, we need to build a culture of belonging you know how we need to give our people purpose um, one of the things I also did was give a few tips how to avoid burnout because that's a real issue given the intensity of the flexibility of working. Um, so yeah, I can give you a few tips now. I'll replay them. So one is to have very clear goals and expectations and keep communicating because the ambiguity of not knowing what your purpose is or what you're doing causes stress and, and anxiety. It's also very important to set boundaries I'm a real stickler for no email after work. Or even if you are doing an email, schedule send. And don't have that tagline at the bottom of your, bottom of your email signature saying, oh, don't worry about emailing me, just do it in your own time. Uh, because people feel obligated to respond to that. Um, and then the second one was about one simple thing. So just think of one simple thing to change your behavior. Mine is, uh, I don't look at my phone before I go to bed and I look at the sky in the morning before I look at my phone. Very simple, but it helps. Um, and then the final one is take a break. So get a hobby, take your holiday and role model that behaviour because you need to um, be an example for everyone around you, whether you're a manager or a teammate. 
Thank you. And I'm going to give one follow-up, actually, which is, did Mark Harrison allow you one slide as well that our other speakers didn't get the privilege to have? What was that? Yes, I was very uh, cheeky and asked for um, a, an extra slide. And it was a photo that I came across um, when I was moving house um, 20 years ago in my office. So it was my first manager job, had a corner office. Um, it was kind of just to show how the office working life has changed and this photo has got massive monitor wall art a phone um, and I look really happy um, so I've had quite a lot of comments on LinkedIn to say yeah you look really happy there and that I've not changed obviously as well <laughs> indeed um we've had speakers from I think over 30 organizations definitely if we count the uh pre-events that we had before. Um, are there any particular topics or themes or even individuals if you wanted to cite them that uh, spoke about things that particularly resonated with you that, that you think are sort of relevant to other organisations as well and, and what they're trying to achieve? One of the talks that really resonated was from James Pedder who is heading up strategy at GKN which is a car manufacturing parts supplier probably didn't do him justice on his on the title and the, the company but basically he was talking about electrification and how in china the most popular car is a three thousand dollar ev a tiny car and it kind of linked in to my theme actually about how we're changing in the in the olden days a car was your status symbol Whereas now, our status symbol is being busy. You know, if someone asks you, how are you? It's, oh, I'm busy. You know, that's the automatic response. And on social media, you're showing how busy you are and how you're living your best life. It's not about having a car. So it kind of linked both the themes for me because I think, you know, Gen Z is not going to be interested. I mean, maybe not. I don't know if my son's going to have to take his driving lessons with a manual car anymore. But, you know, the shift is, is very much changed as to what people want. And the reason it's that car, and I, as I've just seen John Roberts, the technology director for ITN, come in the room, is that there is a rule, I know this because he's a fellow cyclist, is that your bicycle has to be more expensive than your car if you're going to over-transport it. So I think that's the real reason why <laughs> the trend for value cars is going down. Um, Juliet, thank you very much for joining. There's a kind of after-show party going on. You've been uh, holed up in the speaker's room for a bit. So uh, thank you very much for joining. Thank you. Hi, it's Rick Capstraw, Chief Growth Officer of Signiant, and we are at the DPP Leaders Briefing in London. Fantastic. So thank you very much for joining. And uh, I remember first meeting you last year as well, so it's good to have you back. So you had some responsibilities on stage this year. So could you give the snapshots uh, sort of overview maybe on some of the things you spoke about or some of the themes from that Q&A discussion with some sort of content provider and some broadcast leaders? Sure, yeah, we had a really good discussion. I think one of the things that uh, really jumped out at me in this specific session that I hadn't been thinking about in the rest of the environment was a, just this concept of connectivity. And Morton talked a little bit about, uh, you know, data connectivity and network connectivity, but then we also talked about, you know, human connectivity and how technology and a lot of the solutions that we're putting into place are actually 
meant to promote human connectivity and creativity. And if we lose track of that, then we kind of lose track of the plot of what we're trying to accomplish in the first place. So I, I thought it was a really good connection between both the technology aspects we're looking at, but also the human and process aspects. Thank you. And I can see Morton, actually, to give any listeners a bit of colour who's just in the corner. So another thing Morton mentioned, I think it was point three, was deeper vendor partnerships. So this is my segue to give you the opportunity. Um, we've recently been um, doing some, a piece of work called uh, How to Buy Better, which uh, I'm biased because I've been involved in, quite heavily involved in the project. Could you... Um, sort of talk about any of the the themes or the discussions that you've been part of that you think is sort of particularly resonated with you that you think it would be really you know good to share with others yes absolutely and i'm excited to see the report come out this this week uh, and i've been involved as well as you know it uh, i think there's two real things that that i've taken away so far both from the conversations and from from the report one is the concept that almost everyone hates rfps so hopefully we can find a way to make that better uh, but also one of the things that's come up many times over the last day and a half here is just the concept of trust and partnership uh, and, and I think critically transparency between vendors and buyers and customers and uh, just a, a honest and transparent sharing of what we're all trying to accomplish together I think will go a long way uh, and I know there's a lot of good data and learnings out of that report and I'm excited to go through with a fine-tooth comb. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really good to be involved in it from my side. And on the subject of trust, what I've enjoyed most of all is listening back to the dinner conversations that we had in September 2022. And on the trust side, rest assured, all of those conversations have now been removed from the DPP files. But they were really great, frank discussions between customers and partners. So it was great uh, to have you involved and support those two. And I'm, I hope that you've forgotten all of those conversations as well, Pat. I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you very much for joining the DPP podcast. As the jazz band plays in the background, uh, the hardest questions first. Who are you? Where are we? Why are we here? I'm Sandra Smith, Director of Production for Banerjee UK, and we are at the DPP Leaders Briefing in Bishopsgate. Correct, and very good on the branding for the event, because one or two people got that wrong, which means maybe I'll speak to our head of marketing about that. So thank you, Sandra. You were one of the speakers today. You had some responsibilities. Mark gives, every, gives all the speakers a strict brief. They get 15 minutes to talk about their top three priorities. We're doing this for the podcast, so you're going to be really snappy. So could you um, share what some of the things you discussed I wanted to get across our vision and about staff retention and training and how important it is to offer the right opportunities to the right individuals and try and keep them in the business for as long as we can. We've had over 30 organisations speaking. Are there any particular people or any themes uh, that have particularly resonated with you, either as challenges at Banerjee or industry ride challenges or just things that you think are important that have been shared? We had a really interesting breakfast this morning and that was all about programme rights and opportunities, what we may be missing with our assets going forward so I thought that was really interesting um, I thought distribution was all sorted but it's not 
I also really enjoyed TikTok. Don't know much about TikTok, want to know more, want to know when's the right time to introduce those things to our production process. Thank you very much, Sandra. So there's a party going on in the background and we'll possibly let you get back to that. Thank you very much. Hi, thank you for inviting me to talk on your podcast. Um, so I'm Abdul Hakim. I'm the DPP's Business Development Manager and also the lead uh, around sustainability. And what responsibilities have you had here uh, the last couple of days, and in particularly today, which is the second day? Yes, right. Well, today I was fortunate enough to be hosting the Committed to Sustainability session at the Leaders Briefing Conference. It was a a great panel session where I had the pleasure of inviting representatives from RTE, Red Bee Media and Sony to discuss some of the challenges that they're facing around sustainability and the journey they've been on. Thank you very much. And that was a sort of 20-odd minute session. Can you distill uh, in the shortest possible time some of the key themes or anything that was particularly resonated with you that will be useful for other members who maybe weren't able to be here? Yeah, sure. So as many organisations have been working on the quick wins and low-hanging fruits when it comes to sustainability that's all easy to implement and typically this is focused around scope one and scope two emissions so looking at reducing your power consumption making infrastructure changes and things like that these all require capital investment but these are things typically that are within the control your own organizational control and what we heard from our panelists actually the next area of focus for them is actually on scope three emissions, which are the emissions that exist in your supply chain. And media organizations rely on a extensive supply chain. And so we heard how things like capturing accurate data, validating the data is gonna be the key things that they focus on over the coming years. Thank you. And last one on sustainability is where can DPP members or even non-DPP members find out more about some of the work that you do with other organizations? Sure, so our website has a vast array of information around sustainability, so if you visit the dpp.com slash sustainability, you can access our very own Committed to Sustainability program, but also there's guidance notes and blog articles that cover various different topics about sustainability. But additionally, every three months or so, we hold a sustainability-related webinar where we invite you know, specialists from within the industry to discuss and share what they've been doing and it's a great environment to drop in and ask all those challenging questions. Thank you very much and the last question um, what uh, upcoming work are you quite excited about that the DPP is going to be sort of working on in 2023? 2023 will be uh, pretty exciting. Um, so what we've got lined up is, so one of the, the major major initiative actually at the beginning of the year, Making Media Pay, that's going to cover some really important topics from rights management to advertising technology and even content protection. So under the umbrella of Making Media Pay, we're covering a huge and, and dynamic area. So it's going to be a lot of uh, innovation being explored, a lot of um, business insight being uncovered and so that's something that I'm really looking forward to and me too because Rowan will be putting me to work on that one so we look forward to sharing that with you whenever it's ready 
And on that note from Abdul, thank you to everybody who contributed to making the DPP Leaders Briefing 2022 such a fabulous event. And we look forward to including all members in our events and initiatives in 2023 and beyond. Thank <laughs> you.